Hi, I'm Dan Slofer. I'm the senior pastor at Crosswalk Church here in Phoenix, Arizona, and would like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are in a message series called Life on Mission, and today looking at the message, Everyday Missionary. How do I live out God's mission for my life every day? And as we get started, it, I, I think of last week's message, if you had an opportunity to hear about it, it was Missionary Mom was the name of it. And one of the things about that message I've been thinking about a lot is it was Timothy and he, his faith was shared or his, his mom and his grandma shared their faith with him as a child. And we were told that it was a sincere faith without hypocrisy, that, that their faith kind of lined up I guess you would say, with their lives. And really, today's an extension of that message as we ask the question, how do I seamlessly connect my faith and my life? I think a lot of times people can feel a hypocrisy where they're like, it's like I have my church life or, or I have uh, the life that I live every day. And it can be that way for me as a pastor as well, that, that how do I bring those together so that instead of this and that in my life, that this becomes one thing. And, and we will see that as we do that, that is how we become an everyday missionary in our lives. So we go to the book of Colossians. We're going to start in chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. And this is what Paul writes to the church there. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And when I hear these words, it makes me think of the words of Jesus when he says, uh, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Instead, set, set yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so... The very first part of this is, is to understand that, that we have to understand what we need to value. And so the fill-in is this, and that is living on mission. So life on mission, being an everyday missionary, starts with keeping score in my life the same way that God does. Keeping score the same way. And, and so it's really asking the question, what is it that you value? What is it that you're trying to accomplish in life? And so sometimes I think of the, the life we live, of the, the temporary nature of it, that we need to be thinking of it like we're playing Monopoly. Uh, maybe you've played Monopoly and there's Monopoly money, and while you're playing the game, it really matters. But once the game is over, the Monopoly money just gets put back. You, you recognize it's not real. Uh, this is not like that important uh, because it's temporary. And in the same way as we look at our lives, and, and so the question for you and, and in our group questions, I'm going to ask this, are what are maybe some of the wrong ways that you're keeping score? I know for me personally that the way I keep score is I want happiness and easiness. And, and those are the things. I, I want a lack of pain. I want to be happy. And as we, we look at our lives and the way God keeps score, it's, it's just different. That God's scorecard is holiness and what the relationship with him looks like. And so to the extent that we look at our lives as having that purpose, a heavenly purpose, 
that we will start to align our faith and our life together. He goes on in verse 5, chapter 3, verse 5. Interesting words, put to death. Wow. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. And as I, I read through this list, and there are sexual impurity, uh, immorality, lust, all those things, it made me realize, and then the last one, which is greed, which has to do with money, all of these, when taken to their full extent, are motives for murder. That, that usually, if there's a murder that takes place, they usually think that it's because of sex or money. That, that usually those two are such big motives and so what this is recognizing is that if you continue to follow those things, that's where they're going to lead. And so in the blank, it, that first, the first line is this, I will not rationalize, minimize, or excuse sin in my life. I will daily put a part of myself to death. And, and those are strong words. So first of all, that we'll go to the part where it's don't rationalize, minimize, or excuse sin. And uh, for instance, if this is one, the first one listed there is sexual immorality. And so if you are someone who is, uh, maybe has a problem with pornography, or, or if someone does that, first of all, you don't want to rationalize it. And, and rationalizing that would be like this. Well, I only watch it because I'm single, and when I get married, then I won't do it, which is a lie, by the way, that it's a, a lie that people believe. Another one would be that, well, if my spouse were uh, taking care of my sexual needs, this wouldn't be an issue, which is also a lie, and it's also a rationalizing of what you're doing that's wrong. And so rationalizing is taking any of these sinful behaviors that the Bible calls sinful and says, well, this is why I'm, I'm doing it. And uh, it, it's not necessarily, there's a reason for it. Minimizing it is when you say it's not that big a deal. So again, going to the sexual immorality. Well, I'm watching this, but I'm not cheating on my spouse. I, I'm watching this, but at least I'm not doing it with another person. And what it's doing is it minimizes, like it's not that big a deal. And all of these things happen that you excuse sin in your life, saying, and, and, and when you do that, it makes that gap between your faith and your life. That, that it's saying, I know God says this, but this is what I do. And in essence, it, as this passage says, it's a form of idolatry. You've made your own religion, and there's a hypocrisy to it. There, there's a definite division between faith or what God says or what happens on Sunday and what is happening during the week. And what Paul says here is you need to put that to death. And that, that is such a, a, a really strong term. Uh, two other places in the Bible when it talks about putting to death your sinful nature, it says that you need to drown your sinful nature. And another one is that you need to crucify it. And all of these are graphic that if you've ever seen like in a movie a scene where two people are trying to drown each other, 
it's like, it's hand to hand, it's brutal, it's this pushing around and it's just, it's, it's very graphic. Or the crucifixion, I think about the crucifixion of Jesus, it is bloody, it is gory. And so as you see this, it's this reality that as we make the, the connection of our faith to our life and we bring those together, it is hand-to-hand combat against ourselves. And so it's, it's learning to say not only no, but even more than that, to start by saying this is wrong. This is not right. It starts with a confession of sin, a repentance of sin, uh, a turning from it, and turning to Christ for forgiveness. Paul takes them then on that journey to Jesus when he says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And and just think about that. Would you not want to spend time with someone, a friend, who is compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, and patient with you? And even more than that, bear with each other. And forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. This section is everything I think that individuals want in a relationship with God that they do want to have that peace. They, they do want to have a, a thankful heart. So what does this look like? How, how do I get there? And the fill-in, I think, I hope, will help. And that is God's vision for my life is that I both experience and share the forgiving love of Jesus. God's vision is that I both experience it and share it. And so maybe for you as you're listening to to that, both the experience part and the sharing it part, maybe to that as you're struggling a little bit with your faith and your life, that it might come in the experiential part. That you're saying, Pastor or Dan, I, I don't I, I look at this and you know what? I don't have this peaceful heart and I, I don't have this thankful heart necessarily. And and so Coming here, it makes me feel kind of hypocritical. And definitely, I don't, I, I don't feel like I can share that because I would be not necessarily telling the truth. And so the start for this with you is to where it says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And this starts by enjoying and experiencing the love that Jesus has for you. And as you do that, my encouragement for you to experience it would be to go to a number of different places in your life and in your, in your faith life. Number one, the place where I would start is worship. And, and when I say worship, uh, it, it is this, not only what Sunday is, but worship as something that I do seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Whatever you do, uh, give God the glory. See God. Be thankful. Start with thanking God. Thanks is, 
is really an ultimate form of worship. It's a recognition that whatever is good comes from God, and he deserves a thank you for it. Another part, as, you, as you're looking at experiencing the love of Christ, so worship is a part of it, and having that as a regular part of your life. A second part is discipleship. And, and when I talk about discipleship, it's this learning and doing. And so asking the question, is this something I need to hear from God? Do I need to know more about his love for me? Or is this something where I need to act on it? And, and that would be the next one, which is service. That, that as I hear these things, how do I put them into practice? One more time, I'm, I'm going to take you to that fill-in because I think it is so important for you to have as a vision for your life of faith, and that is that I both experience and share the forgiving love of Jesus because all of us are on the spectrum. That is something we all need. It, it doesn't stop. It's not like you come to believe in Jesus and I need to stop experiencing his love. It, it, it's the opposite of that, that I, I look at how I've known Christ throughout my life and my experience of his love grows daily. And then the sharing part of it is simply taking what I've been given and, and letting someone else enjoy it. And that really takes, takes us then to what this message, where it's going, and that is living a life on mission, being an everyday missionary, is simply sharing each day what I already enjoy. And so we go to Colossians 4, verse 2. And this is where Paul writes to them, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And so this is going to be a part of it as we have this relationship with God, as we both experience his love and we share his love, there's also going to be opportunity we have to talk to him. And what are we going to talk to him about in prayer? Uh, again, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And we'll do the fill-in right away. And that is, the, what this is saying is invest time in prayer for your mission. So take time to pray to God. And specifically, what am I going to pray about? God, ask me to see people, see people, number one. And secondly, uh, Lord, help me to see the reasons that I have in my life to give thanks. Now, if you've been uh, ever heard Crosswalk or if you've been around for a while, one of the things that we usually have for bigger events uh, and, and special services is a time for uh, invest and invite. And so what invest and invite is, is we encourage people to invest time in prayer so, and then to, that you pray for them and then you would invite someone. And so sometimes we do this where, where you would write down the name of someone that you're praying for. And so even as we do this now, it, it's, it's this idea that you can see people, that you, as you look around your life and, and you, you see different people, you see them in times of pain and transition and, and trouble. And rather than thinking about sharing on what I call a spiel to them about Jesus, that what you want for them is what you want for your life, which is to both experience and share the love of Jesus. 
And, and so it's this idea of who is somebody that I know, that I care about, that I see that needs God in their lives. And, and how do I begin to, to help them see that they are loved by God and, and there's so much help that he has to offer? So first of all, see people. And then also in your own life, just reasons you have to give thanks. Because I guarantee you, uh, they are there every single day. Uh, when you get up, just starting with a thankful heart, three things to thank God for every day that are just so helpful and it reminds you that God is holding on to his promise or God follows through on his promises. And as you do that, again, faith and life come closer together. The next portion of prayer he talks about is this, and, and that is pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. So pray for your own uh, mission that you're on personally, but also pray for the mission of the church is what he's saying, uh, that, that he may clearly proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And so in the blank, you can write, invest time in prayer for Crosswalk Church. Pray for me. Uh, pr pray for the Crosswalk Church in the sense that God would open doors for us to share the gospel here in, in, in Levine, South Phoenix, also in Midtown at our location there, but also as we, we do work and we partner uh, with different groups throughout the world, pray that God would open doors that those who don't know him yet, that through our combined efforts of, of a church, as we pool our efforts, that we can reach more people. So pray for Crosswalk Church, pray for open doors and clear gospel preaching so that, that this message of Jesus and, and the forgiveness of sins that we have in him, his payment on the cross, his resurrection, uh, all of those things are clear so that individuals can both experience and share the forgiving love of Jesus in their lives. Now, as we look at the, I don't want to pit these two against each other, but I'm going to tell you when I preach this on Sunday morning, it's going to be different than it is right now. And here's why. If you are watching online and you are someone who's been online and you're on kind of the digital campus, my encouragement for you is, is to not forget that you are part of a church, the church. And the church is those who, who are believers in Jesus as their savior. And if you are living in isolation from the church, you, you are not going to have this opportunity um, as God wants you to to be part of the body of the church so that you can experience, maybe you're doing that, you experience the love of Christ, but being in the church also gives us an opportunity to share it. But on Sunday, I'm going to say something a little different because on Sunday, we have people who are coming to church who maybe aren't taking it out into their lives. And it's not either or, it's both and. And as you get the both and of Christianity, both to experience the love of Christ and share the love of Christ, that faith and life start to come together. And it's not a hypocrisy. It's not a, a, a duplicity or not practicing what I preach. But it's that sincere faith that we talked about at the beginning. That, that it lines up with how you live. The final words then are this, 
Be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And so we'll do the fill-in right away. And the fill-in is this. Don't be weird. All right? Don't be weird. Don't be like some crazy uh, that, that as you're doing it, it, it's saying be wise in the way. Be, be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders that understand how communication works. And, and part of communication is both listening and talking and, and beginning to engage in it. So don't be weird. As Jesus impacts each part of your life, let his grace guide and flavor our conversation. Let his grace guide and flavor your conversations. So, when you hear that, I'm just saying that your conversations, I am guessing, you can talk to um, people around you who know you. At some point, you're going to talk about things that are important to you or, or common themes that come into your life. And, and so one of them I've talked about, I think, on the message. I have a grandson. He's about three months old. And so every once in a while, people at work, yeah, the, I'll show a picture of him, a, a little Snapchat, whatever it is. And, and, and hopefully it's seasoned where they realize that's an important part of my life. I love him. I, I, I love to see him. But if that is all I ever talk about all the time, that's not seasoning with salt. That's pouring salt on where they're like enough already. And as we look at this, it's saying the same thing in our conversations to be seasoned with grace. And so as I think about this, one way I, I was talking with someone who has a parent who's, who's very sick. And as they talk about that, the way they seasoned it with grace was to say, you know what, uh, mom is, is very sick right now, but she knows who her Savior is. She's not really, she, she doesn't talk about being afraid of dying. She looks forward to being with, with Jesus, to finally leaving the pain of this world and going to where she belongs. That's honest. That is a conversation that is both real and that she's suffering and a reality of the promises of God, and it's a way that life and faith are brought together. Again, the, the fill-in is don't be weird. As Jesus impacts each part of your life, let his grace guide and flavor your conversations. And now, one more way that we would like to show that is with a short video from uh, the Triple P Recovery Home, which is a partner of Crosswalk. And specifically, uh, Angel Martinez is going to share a little bit of her walk with Christ and an opportunity for us to, to share the love of Jesus with that recovery home. Hi, everyone. Uh, we are very privileged to have Angel Martinez here. Angel, it's, it's great to have you here with us. And uh, first, I, I want Angel to tell you a little bit about herself. So Angel, share a little bit about yourself. Um, I used to come from a broken home. So I was a, a drug addict and an alcohol addict. And uh, I did live the streets and stuff like that. And until one day, some some Christians people came and they helped me. They helped me get off the street. I ended up learning to teach myself that that there's there's something better to life than just drugs and alcohol. That there's a lot more to do than that out there. 
tell me a little bit of how um, how Jesus has played. You've shared this with me. How mm-hmm. Jesus has played a huge role in your life. When when I was in the streets, living in alleys, and just running the streets and not caring, um, there was there was these young people that came to me. And they didn't give up on me. They kept praying and coming to visit me, bringing me food, clothing, and stuff. And then I saw the compassion that they were showing me. And then I wanted that. I wanted to see where they were getting that from because I was living really bitter. And when they started teaching me about Jesus and talking to me how Jesus had came and walked on the earth and how he was loving and forgiving and caring I started learning that, and that's something that I I wanted to do. That's something that changed my life to not run the streets anymore. I want to see what it was like to start giving instead of receiving. So that's what changed my life around. Hearing mm-hmm. uh, hearing his word, knowing that he, knowing that he was somebody that I want to follow. That's that's what made me change. And Angel is is also here with us. Um... Uh, because she helps run uh, a home, Triple P Recovery, yes, right? Yes. And uh, we are we are privileged every week to have members of the group home attend our church. And and also tell me a little bit about um, so so one of our um, staff members, Jason Yonker, he comes and visit it visits uh, yes. the group home once a week. And and tell me about how how that has affected um, the people in in your home. Oh, Jason. So he's he's done a great he's done a great impact in my clients. Um, they enjoy him talking to them. They enjoy reading scriptures of the Bible. They enjoy him talking about their recovery, and um, it's hoping it's it made them start having hope. It's building hope in them to want to do something better in life. And so, um, Angel, tell me a little bit about this dream that you have. You, you told me about this dream you have for, for the people in your group home. Yes. Yeah, so when I started working in the group home, I realized that a lot of the clients weren't smiling. They weren't showing their, they were really not showing me their smile and stuff like that. And I always asked them, like, why don't you ever smile? They, they, they showed me why. They, their teeth, They're, they have really bad, uh, they need help with their teeth. So, so then I started dreaming about, you know what, what if we, we, if I find a way to get them help? What if I find a way to get them dental work? And I believe that if I do that, they'll build their confidence to want to smile again, to want to help them be more happy again and more joyful, you know, instead of always hiding their smile and feeling shameful for what they've been through. And so if, if you want to join the cause and, and help make this dream a reality um, of, of helping raise money for the dental work, uh, for the people in the group home, you can give today to missions, and in, you can either write it on your your giving envelope or on online giving. Select missions, and and everything that we raise today mm-hmm. will go towards the dental work for um, for the members of the group home. Yes. Any final things you you want to say, Angel? I feel that um, that giving is like something that Jesus would want us to do. And, and I believe that if they can help the clients get this dental work, it would make a big difference in their life. It would change them. It would change them to want to do something more positive and they would want to get a job because of it, because they'll get to smile and say hello to people and don't have to feel shameful about it. I think it'll, it'll, do, it'll be a great, great thing for them to get that done.
Wow, what a great way. What a great way that faith and, and life come together. And I hope that when you see it, it is beautiful because what happens is we both experience and share the love of Christ. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you that you have given us a life on mission. Uh, we thank you that you give us a scoreboard for eternity where we've already won through Jesus and the price that he has paid for us. And now, Lord, as we live our lives, help the faith in our hearts and, and, and the beliefs we have to match up with the actions of our lives. Help us both to experience and to share the great love that you have for us in our lives. And finally, as we have conversations and opportunities to, to talk to people who don't know you, help our conversations be seasoned with grace. Uh, let your name be a common name that is on our lips uh, so that people will know you and enjoy and start and enjoy a relationship with you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.